together growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, from verse 18 to verse 23. This is the parable of the sower. There are three points that I think are highly important that Jesus uh, puts out for us in this episode today. The first one, when Jesus talks about the, the seed that was planted along the path, and he says, when one hears the word of God, uh, one does not understand it, and the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown of in his heart. And that's the first part that I want to talk about. Can the blessings of God be stolen from our lives? Can that which God has given us be taken away by the evil one? I think it can. I think the Lord gives us all the blessings that we need. And he gives them freely out of great love and mercy. And he shares them with us because he knows those things are good for ourselves. And because of his great love, he does not control us. He does not control the gifts he has given us. We know this in our own lives, that the gifts that the Lord has given us, some of us have thrown them away. We may have given them away. And you see this if you read the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, when you talk about the father who has two sons, that one of the sons, the youngest son, goes to the father and he says to him, Dad, give me that which is mine. And the father reluctantly, he gives it to him. But the father does not make the younger son leave home. He does not make the younger son to go and destroy and waste all that which has been given to him. And so we know in our own lives what we are capable of doing. We know what human beings can do. So that which the Lord has given, we ourselves can throw it away. We know what the Lord has given, we can sell it off to the greatest bidder. But there is another element that Jesus brings in in this episode when he says it can be taken away from us by the evil one. And so when, when John talks about that the devil is like a lion roaring, seeking for someone to devour, that is very true. And if you go to the book of Job, chapter 1, verse 6, as the sons of men, or as, rather as the sons of God, were approaching God, Hasatan, the accuser, was also there. And he has a conversation with God. And God says, have you noticed my servant Job? And he asked the permission from God. Can I take away from Job that which I want? Can I touch him? Can I do whatever I want? And we know how the story of Job continues from that episode. And so one of the greatest things that I think it is important for us to remind ourselves and probably to reflect on as, as we do our own meditation is to say, could it be possible that this, there are certain things in my life that the devil, that the evil one seeks to snatch out of me? 
There is a beautiful episode in the Gospel of John where Jesus says, Lord, to those whom you have given me, I will protect them and no one will snatch them away from my hand. That gives us the, the, the freedom and the assurance that Jesus will protect us. But in as much as Jesus will protect us, he can never force himself on us. And so there are certain things that we do in our own lives that makes us vulnerable, that makes us to expose that which the Lord has given. And I think that's the most frustrating and a sad reality to realize that that which we have, we can still lose. If we know then that that which we have, we can lose, what are the attitudes that we can have? Well, the first one, some may be filled with fear. The second one, some may say, well, in any case, if I'm going to lose this, so why bother even keeping it? But I don't think that's the reason why the Lord is revealing this to us. Maybe the Lord is asking us to safeguard that which he has given us and to use it for our own benefit and to be mindful of the things and the challenges that we may be facing in our own lives. That's the first scenario that we find. The second scenario is found when Jesus talks about the seed that falls on the rocky ground. And he says the person receives the word of God with great joy. And so there is this great excitement. And I've seen this in many people's lives. You know, something wonderful happens in their lives and they fall in love with God and they fall in love with the church and they, it's like a puppy love. It's like, it's an innocent kind of love, but unfortunately doesn't survive. It, 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 it's, it's like a crush. It, it's like an infatuation. It's like, wow, I love this and this is great. This is wonderful. And within a couple of months, we want to get married and live happily ever after. It's a honeymoon experience. It is not the reality. It happens in our faith. It happens in our lives where it can happen for years that someone has a, a puppy kind of love, that someone has a, a childhood memory of how things used to be. It is a nostalgic kind of faith. Or when we were young, church was like this. Or when we were in that parish, church was like this. Or when mom and dad were... Most of the time when we say those things, we know that we are not being totally honest with ourselves. We know that that's a way of running away from the truth. It's a way of running away from reality. And so that's a second dimension that Jesus brings into our own lives. Where he says to us, be careful of, of this, you know, it's like wildfire. It takes off so much and the flames are so big but it doesn't sustain the fire. It does not remain there. And that's the danger. And so there are moments where, where people receive the word of God and they're excited about the word of God and they make resolutions and they make decisions and they promise things that they know that they're not probably able to fulfill. The danger is that when they realize that they are not able to fulfill those promises, they look at themselves and they see themselves as failures. They see themselves as disappointments. 
and they see themselves as unreliable people. But the danger is, when the word was there, it did not find roots. Trials and tribulations came. And that, that's important in our lives. Who I am in consolation should be the same person that I am in desolation. The God I pray to on top of the mountain should be the God I experience in the valley. The faith I profess when things are going well should still be the faith I profess when things are not going so well. And that is important. And that's what Jesus is reminding us. He's saying to us, faith is not a honeymoon. Faith is not everything is going well. Faith is not that everything is as great as I want. There will be trials. There will be tribulations. There will be problems. That there will be things that you cannot solve. There will be things that do not make sense. There will be things that challenge you. There will be things that make you question everything you've known and believed in. But your faith has to find roots. And that's the third principle that he brings. He says that there's this, there's this kind of seed that is planted in, in, in good soil. And this seed, because it's planted in good soil, it just keeps on producing more and more in a hundredfold, in 60. It just keeps on giving us the best. And that is what we strive for. That is what we move towards in our lives. But how do we get there? It is the seed that has fallen on a good soil. And good soil, dear brothers and sisters, someone needs to take care of it. Someone needs to, to prepare it. Someone needs to make sure that all that which is not good for the soil is removed from the soil. And so it needs a lot of work. It needs patience. It needs love and dedication. And so it is, it is very important that we invest in our spiritual lives. And I always say this to myself, as human beings, one of the first things that we need to be doing, we begin the day in prayer. And please God, if ever you, you get a chance or you make time for yourself, begin each day with meditation. Even if it means 10 minute meditation. In silence, be in the presence of God, open his word. And if you don't know what to do, sit. And there's this beautiful psalm. Be still and know that I am God. Just be there. Stop doing everything. Just sit in the presence of a great loving God. That's how you prepare the soil. And I've always found this in my own life. Beginning each day with mass, with meditation, it makes the day lighter. I can face all things, as St. Paul will say, through Christ who strengthens me. Because you begin the day with God in prayer. And yes, I acknowledge that some live very busy lives. That's why it's important to put time aside 
to be with God. It, it is good for ourselves. It is good for our souls. And eventually you will realize it's good for those who live around us. May the Queen of Heaven continue to be with us. May Mother Mary pray with us and may God bless and protect us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.